0: mix with all the BPs. I am somebody! I am somebody!
1: Let me see what you
0: can do. Welcome. Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 291. Today, we'll be talking about a lot of movies, big movie pod, movies including Transformers, Rise of the Beast, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, No Hard Feelings, Barbie, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, Extraction 2, Confess Fletch, Becky, The Wrath of Becky, The Sound of Freedom, Bodies, 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 Insidious, The Red Door, Talk to Me, Sympathy for the Devil, River Wild, They Clone Tyrone, and Asteroid City. And as always, the Week in Sports, the Week in Funko and Collecting, Weekly Star Wars Moment, and our Weekly Random Movie and Song Recommendations. Before I go any further, it's the Nez. <clears throat> Sorry, everyone. Oh.
1: I just finished just finished dinner, but uh, yeah, we are here finally. Uh, but if you guys have been listening to our uh, Spotify feed, Spotify for Podcasters, aka Anchor, we did drop a few uh, Big Brothers on there.
0: Big My initial thoughts, our, our
1: initial our initial thoughts of the cast. And then something happened, so I got sucked back in. But then after we did that show talking about it, I, I got sucked in. Yeah. So I think I'm going um,
0: uh, we'll to do I got another live controversy feeds. for you, too. We won't talk about it now. We'll save it for another one. But I got another controversy for you. So perfect uh, fuel for the next one. <laughs> all
1: right, yeah. So if you guys are Big Brother fans, that's why we're not doing it here. Go over to Spotify yeah. for podcasters and all of that. Um, Go down to the show notes below. There's a link uh, to that, but let me kick it off with um, the Z's who already seen it. Uh, these are movies that we had seen or I did. Well, both of us, I mean, they're old movies now, but they came out a while ago, <clears throat> but we we're just, just now get getting to it. to it. We did
0: a TV episode not too long ago, so and we our movies piled up on us throughout yeah. uh, uh, end of June all through July, and now we're almost midway through August, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so there's a uh, there's a few new ones in here, and there's some that were in the theater and now they're gone. But anyway, yeah, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. The Zisu saw it. Uh, me and my son, we went and seen it. Uh, Optimus Prime and the Autobots take on their biggest challenge yet when a new threat capable of destroying the entire planet emerges. They must team up with the powerful faction of Transformers known as the Maximals to save Earth. This came out in June. Couple months ago. It is streaming on paramount plus now. So if you yep. haven't seen it, it's already there <laughs> uh, If you were waiting for our review, i'm telling you right now two thumbs up from me. I thought this yeah. was awesome uh, It wasn't as good as bumblebee, but I like the direction they're going um, I Really Didn't I uh, okay. I'll just i'll see it when I see it. I didn't rush out to see it But we finally uh, my son goes let's go see this. He was like, all right, so we went I'm glad I did. Um, I think I saw it like the week before it came out on Paramount Plus. Um, right. But I'm glad <laughs> I saw it on the big screen because it was well worth the price of admission. I thought it was really cool. Uh, Pete Davidson, Mirage, he kind of stole uh, the spotlight uh, from everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony Ramos as Noah, he was really cool. And everyone else, Good 95. I didn't realize. I liked all the 90s stuff. Oh, yes, dude. The soundtrack was fire. All 90s hip-hop and some other little alternative songs. But, man, that stood out to me the most. But this movie was awesome. If you have um, Paramount+, Plus, definitely check it out. Crank up that sound. Because when they were fighting and everything was going on, oh, man, it was glorious. And, I, like I said, I really didn't even want to see it. Because the first however many movies, they were... They had their moments, but these last yeah. two—Bumblebee and this one—they do. They just hit it out of the park, bro. Right. I'm all—I'll always be a Transformers fan, but I think these last two movies are—they're getting me hyped for what's coming. Because we—we did talk about it when Zisu uh, gave his first review, and uh, the crossover is no surprise anymore. It's no secret, yeah. It's um, a secret. But if if you haven't seen it yet and you didn't listen to it when we did it, or you just forgot, uh, go ahead. One minute. Five, four, three, two, one. The Transformers and G.I. Joe crossover were are getting. They didn't yeah. show much at the end, but that was cool. And I mean, I already, it was already spoiled to me. I already saw, I did see the clip online, but seeing it on the screen, man, oh man, gave me goosebumps and I was ready. Eric didn't know. So he went, huh. <laughs> so he, <Yeah. laughs> he was ready for it. And I am too. But yeah, Transformers yeah. Rise of the Beast, two thumbs up for me. I thought this movie was awesome.
0: Yeah, uh, going back to now, I can kind of hint at it too, especially since we're in a quick spoiler section. I'll be quick though, since they're fast forwarding. Um, the one thing that I was a little eh about was his uh, Anthony Ramos in the end game, the the the, the climax of the film, the like transformer suit thing. I was like, eh, I didn't love that, but you know, so be it.
1: I liked it. It kind of reminded me of like um like a Robotech type of thing. Yeah. That's what they need to make. And you guys, sure. I know I know they're dealing with the the strike still going on and we support them, we backed them up. Oh, yes. speaking of that, um let's check out um dang it uh Jackie uh her podcast. Um she just had um What's her face from from um um dang it from uh she was Rutherford Falls and she was on uh, the, 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 the reservation dogs, uh, Jenny Schmading, I think that's how I say her name. Uh, the Jackie Show, just look up the Jackie Show. Jalaki, uh, Jalaki, <laughs> Jackie <laughs> Uh She represents the Bay. Yeah, she uh, was doing podcasts, but she's a comedian and she's out doing her thing. But her last uh, episode. She had Jenna on there, and Jenna was really explaining what was going on, especially for her, for having her show uh, be a streaming show or both of her shows, the Reservation Dogs as well as um, Rutherford Falls. She goes into a lot of detail on everything on what's the difference between a network show and the streaming services. So definitely check out the latest episode of The Jackie Show with uh, Jenna Schmieding, and she tells a lot uh what's dealing with with her and everything on the strike. So but yeah, we backed them up. But uh anyway, uh yeah, Transformers Rise of the Beast, go see it. Um Might as well roll into uh Dr. Jones. <laughs> sure. Indiana Jones and the uh the pick of destiny. Dial yeah. of Destiny, whatever you want to call I it. I ended
0: up seeing it twice, but the second time was by accident, uh uh moms wanted to go see uh mission impossible which would have been the second time for me seeing that uh, and we somehow ended up in indie so i inadvertently saw it twice but uh yeah
1: <laughs> we kind of we we both saw when we did that last episode we kind of went over a little bit of it but we didn't really dive into what we thought of it But Indiana Jones, the Dial of Destiny, came out uh, back in June. It's still in the theaters uh, if it's uh, in your area and you haven't seen it. Definitely uh, go check it out. Daredevil archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time and to retrieve a legendary dial that can change the course of history. Accompanied by his goddaughter, goddaughter, he soon finds himself squirreling off against Jürgen Woller, I think that's his name, a former Nazi who works for NASA. This was directed by James Mangold, and uh, what's his name? He came back to do the um, soundtrack, uh, the score, uh, John Williams. Uh, did he? I think he did, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but um, of course, Harrison Ford, Mads Mikkelsen, Phoebe Waller, I think that's her name, uh, Antonio Banderas, which was a shock to me. I had no idea. He was going to be in it. And when he popped up on the screen, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Um, and uh, the other dude that was with him. Oh, what's his name came back? Sala. Um, he reprised his role. I thought that was really cool. He was only in it for uh, a little bit. He wasn't in it a lot. But uh, what was his name in Lord of the Rings?
0: Uh, Gimli.
1: Yeah. Uh, John Riz Davies. He, yeah, he came back. Uh, Karen Allen. Also, she... Also came back. Um, who else? Who else? Oh, Toby Jones. He was in it, and a bunch of other people that were uh, popping up into this thing. Um, but I, I thought this was a really good movie. I was kind of like eh uh, at first, uh, but then once the trailer came out, I was I was excited. Uh, I know we did we did mention that my favorite part was the beginning. Uh, when it looked like a video game, when they did the young indie, but it yeah. was old, old indie's voice. I, I you still like that. Really
0: see the effect, though. That's that's the one thing we did talk about before the the idea that it the effect really stood out. You could really tell it was an effect, and it was kind of like you just said, video gamey.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's dealing with the AI stuff, and we saw it on the screen as as the strike is going on and everything and and what they want to do how they just want to take your image and be able to use it forever and never pay you that's bullshit so but uh, i don't know too much of, of what's happening and everything all i know is what i've heard and what they what i've been seeing um and it's unfair i mean as us as a entertainment show movies tv and, and everything else i mean we support them and uh, so, I mean I, I, I hope they get everything they want., um, but I did like the beginning. I thought that was really cool, but once the adventure began, you could clearly see when it's not uh, Harrison Ford uh, getting into action, but it it didn't take me out of it. I mean, he was what pushing eighty, uh, I think um, but it was it was a good movie. It was a good adventure movie. it It was more yeah. nostalgic for for myself uh, so. being there in the beginning when, when indiana jones is his first mission and raiders of the lost ark back in the 80s and then temple of doom and the last crusade and kingdom of the crystal skull it had its moments it wasn't the greatest but it was still still cool indiana jones um so when i sat down i was kind of like i like what i see in the trailer but i'm not sold yet so but as the adventure went on and everything the uh, usually the the beginnings are only 15 20 minutes tops. It seemed like the beginning of this one went on forever, but which was just cool and I was there for it. Uh the movie was 2 hours and 34 minutes. Uh it didn't feel like it because it it just to me I was so into into the story and what was going on. Uh made me like I said nostalgic and and my love for Indiana Jones I did, I was fine with uh what was going on. But when it got into time travel i was kind of like yeah okay i said to the jones hell aliens were in the last one and the flying saucer went up in space why not <laughs> so but i liked it i still love that uh, uh nazis will always be the bad guys I don't, I don't know what these fools are doing now today in 2023 and whatever trying to be nazis if you want to be a nazi go back over there we don't want you here but anyway. Uh, I love that when uh, Nazis are getting killed and everything because a lot of people died in this movie, especially in the beginning. But uh, it was cool. I mean, I loved it. What did you think of this whole thing?
0: Yeah, I was definitely a fan. I was really looking forward to this. Uh, It came out the same weekend as uh, another film we'll talk about here shortly. Uh, Asteroid City. I did get out to see uh, uh, Indy first. The first time I went to see it, uh, which uh, pretty much was opening day. I didn't get to see it, uh, preview night Thursday, but I saw it, uh, opening day Friday. And I'd say there was probably about like six other people in the theater. But then around two weeks later, when I inadvertently saw it, uh, with my moms, the theater was filled. It was one of those, uh, deal day Tuesdays, but yeah, uh, a very, uh, senior heavy audience but uh yeah theater was pretty packed i'd say it was probably closer to like 40 people uh in the theater that for that for that showing so uh i was kind of impressed because i heard this one it didn't bomb but i heard it didn't like uh do crazy numbers so it did well enough but uh it was good to see that uh good amount of people were there for it so uh yeah, it was funny too because uh, when I said like, "Oh, this is indie, this is indie," like the wanted to get up for a second, I was like, I realized that the that meant because I was like, I I should have known something was wrong because we it felt like another like ten minutes of like previews happened in for this one, so it would would already been like ten minutes into Mission of Hospital, so I was like, eh, just watch Indie again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I loved uh, a lot about it. And uh, just like what you were saying, uh, definitely going to add it to the collection, uh, when it comes out, uh, looking at the shelf right now. I actually, I don't think I have now that I'm looking at my shelf, I actually don't have Indie on Blu-ray. So I guess from what I've heard, this is almost positively Harrison's last go. So, um, uh, when they release like the five, the inevitable five, uh, film Blu-ray, maybe I'll get that. Cause looking at my shelf here, I got the, uh, box set with the, uh, the OG three movies. And it came with, a uh, a fourth DVD of bonus material. And then I got, um, crystal skull all on its own. It's like, uh, it's the target special edition way back from when it came out it has, uh, kind of old foil miss cover on it. So, but yeah, it's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. I know there were some people that are going oh, was a, uh, I don't know what you guys are expecting. Um, just what I, in- what I
0: was shocked. What I was shocked to find out is, uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I, I have passed it into, uh, uh, you know, our 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 age range is old timers, I guess, because yeah. I read something about like that. You know, indie was for like an older audience, like it didn't speak to the younger generation. I was like, really? I was like, wow, really? I was like, okay, you know, I'll take it. But I was like, the first that, one came out.
1: To me. First one came out in '81. I was 10 years old when when right. I saw this, right. and. Uh go see it see it for yourself and uh I'm not sure if it's going to be streaming anytime soon um I assume it's going to Paramount Plus eventually but Oh Disney uh, Disney Oh Disney oh, Dis- it's a Disney thing yeah that's right um well, it was Disney and Paramount uh but uh go see it it's still playing in the theaters if it's still playing in my area it's still playing in your area as well especially if you're in a bigger city so, right. but Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny gets a thumbs up for me. Is it in the top ten? I don't it might know. Get an
0: honorary spot for me.
1: Yeah, it, so, might. it might. It might. It might. might not. I don't know. We still got. Uh, we're, we're already already past, or if we're not, to the halfway point of the year. Um, I don't know. I don't want to do the math either. But
0: um, definitely a maybe for me.
1: For Indiana. yeah, mine's pretty full already. So maybe well once we get close to the end of the year because movies lately have been just coming out and blowing me away uh indie movies and and a few big ones but yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: definitely go see it if you haven't seen it yet if it's still playing in your area uh see it on the big screen especially for that beginning uh but be be prepared it's two hours and 34 minutes like we said and uh Sip your drink, cause that's what I did. But I, we pretty much dusted our popcorn before yeah. <laughs> before the movie even started.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I've been known to do that too.
1: <laughs> I love movie popcorn. Oh, speaking of movie popcorn, really, really quick. Um, my favorite horror movie of all time, slasher horror movie, eighties horror movie, Friday the Thirteenth. That was uh, it came back to the theater for those um old uh, movie days uh, at some theaters, uh, the Galaxy uh, did it. Um, did the, the 1980 Friday 13th, the OG. It came back to the movie theater uh, for uh, I think that one, two showings that Sunday and then I think like on Wednesday. I had not seen that movie on the big screen. Uh, the last time I saw it on the big screen is when it came out in 1980. So, uh, Eric had already seen it before, but I just wanted to see it on the big screen again. And I don't know what it was, man. They had that thing turned up loud. I had to put, uh, my old ears, uh, I had to put, uh napkins in my ears because that was hella loud. I was like, damn, why is it so loud? Because even Eric said, he goes, yeah, man. I'll, he goes, my ears are ringing. <laughs> so, yeah. It was hella loud. But uh, my old ears, they they took a pounding through all the shows and working out of the airport and everything. But uh, to see it again on the big screen, and uh, I should have recorded some stuff with some people in there. Uh, the whole role that we were in was full. Every seat was taken. Um, it was those pick your own seat. So we, I wanted to be right in the middle. So because um, I remember when I walked in there, there was a bunch of OGs in there. And I said, all right, let me guys ask you something. Who saw this when it came out? Uh, pretty much the whole row raised their hand. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm sitting in the right awesome. row. Um, but it was really cool to see Friday the 13th on, on the big screen again. And uh, if it comes around again, I'll, I'll definitely go. Uh, shout out to my brother, Paul. He was the one that told me. He goes, hey, you're going to see Friday the 13th? I said, when? He goes, I think it's going to be uh, on, on in the theater. He goes, I think. Because he was trying to get tickets for, um, what's the Nolan film? I was going to say uh, Oppen- Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Um, now there's a lot of shit going on. I haven't seen it yet. But uh, in the d- indigenous communities, they're going off on it in a bad way. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't even know that story. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. He's the one who told me. He goes, yeah, I think it's going to be in the theater. So I looked it up. And I went. So, but yeah, Friday Thirteenth, uh, the nineteen eighty, my favorite all-time horror slasher uh, from the eighties, and my childhood. Nine years old when I first saw it, and I love it. I'm there for every single one, except for nine. Jason Goes to Hell was complete bullshit, my opinion. I hated that movie, <laughs> but anyway, I still watch it. I still own it. Of course, it came in that big Blu-ray box that um, Yeah, but anyway, Friday Thirteenth, nineteen eighty, awesome, awesome film. I think it's on one of these streaming things I, I don't know it's not on paramount anymore it's a paramount release but uh I, I, don't, I don't
0: know but anyway the sound thing reminded me i actually do have one more movie i forgot the most recent time i went to the theater uh Go for seeing it. uh teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem uh, the the sound thing reminded me when you said that because uh uh interestingly and i was like fine works for me better than it being not be able to hear it it was definitely it felt louder than um movies that i had recently seen which is interesting because not too long ago we talked about uh across the spider-verse and i was unlucky enough to be in a theater when they first came out i fell victim to the the quiet run of that so it was like that was really quiet and then i think they may have like overcompensated here for uh, mutant mayhem and it was like pretty pretty loud (laughs) for mutant mayhem
1: (laughs) well what'd you think of it i haven't seen it yet so go ahead
0: i was pretty impressed it was interesting uh took moms to go see it she wanted to go see it she took me to see the uh the uh, 90s uh live action turtles movies when those were first in theaters so uh she kind of wanted to go see this but it was interesting uh her reaction compared to mine uh i liked if you've seen the trailers or a commercial you know what i'm talking about i liked kind of like the hand-drawn nature of it and the sketchy look of it But, uh, moms on the other hand, she didn't like that. She wanted it to be a, like a cleaner look. And that was like one of her critiques coming out of it. So it was interesting to see, um, our difference on that. But as far as like a movie itself, I thought it was pretty cool. There's a few things that I liked that I'll understand that like, especially if you're like a diehard, uh, turtles fan, you may not like, but there was a few things I actually did like how, um, you also, if you've seen the trailer or the commercial, you'll know that, um, they make them look a little different than, um, uh, they originally were. This kind of does feel like a multiverse version of the turtles. Cause a lot actually here is different from the, from the story we all know from the first movies and the comics and the animated show and everything like that. Like, this is different on a lot of levels. Uh, You've probably seen in the trailer that uh, April O'Neill is uh, a black woman, black young girl. Uh, Not Megan Fox. Little, little pudgy. Uh, so, like, definitely a little different there. Uh, Michelangelo is like actually kind of small. He's kind of like like thin. uh, S- smaller than the other three turtles and then uh Rafael is like big and bulky he's like bigger than any of them and then uh donatello he's always in other ones he's had that's uh, not the first time they've done like goggles or glasses for him i know the last run of uh live action ones they did but uh, he's got that and then yeah i guess you could say Leo is the closest to whatever like a traditional turtle design has been but um yeah interestingly here uh Shredder is not the villain of this one it's uh Superfly if you're familiar with that characters but it does have it's called Mutant Mayhem and there are a lot of other characters um if you're familiar with the uh Old turtle stuff, especially the animated series: uh, Mondo Gecko, Leatherhead, Bebop, Rocksteady. Uh, a few others I'm forgetting, but um, no Ron yeah, O'Neill. I mean, what's that? No Ron
1: O'Neill, Superfly. For you OGs that know who that is,
0: right? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> it's uh it's Ice Cube plays Superfly in this. <laughs>
1: Uh, all right, I didn't know that. I thought it was um, uh, Shredder and all that.
0: No, but no, I, I do see Jackie uh, Chan as Splinter. Sucido. what Was that? Oh yeah, I Do Jackie see Chan Jackie Chan is Splinter. is Splinter. Yeah, and it's de- it's like definitely a different take on Splinter too. Um, like he's more, he still like is skilled. And as masterful as he ever was. But he's also like, I don't know, I guess he kind of had that. He said that before, like in the previous, like the 90s live action, he wanted them to stay hidden and not be exposed to society. So I guess that's not too different. But uh, yeah, obviously that's what uh, this version, Jackie Chan's Splinter, wants them not to uh, engage in society, but they want to. I thought they actually did a good job casting like these young kids these actual teens to play the voices and like i th- i thought it actually did work really well to be like as far as like kids and stuff like that it says it in the title teenage <laughs> right but i don't know like that hasn't always 100% been the case of like the feel of the characters like to me like Sometimes they felt a little more like, I don't know, like they had like a little bit of an older vibe. So I thought they nailed that pretty, pretty well here, but yeah, overall, I really liked it. Um, but like I said, I'm not, I'm not surprised to see, um, there are actually a lot of people that, you know, are, you know, thrown out that line. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, to hear from you. Uh, not my, uh, TMNT.
1: That was <laughs> no, not man. Cause mine were killing people. And they all had red masks <laughs> that's right, my right. turtles
0: but I, I
1: was there for the uh, the 1990 film the secret of who's later and that the other uh, the two and three were dumb uh i was a little oh. hesitant to see the 2014 film when they were a uh, giant but yeah. when that movie came out that movie was awesome i loved it uh, was it michael bay who did that one i i think he was a producer or something but whoever did that one uh, I was still not a really fan on on what they how they looked, but uh, I thought it was a yeah. good movie. I, I don't remember the second one too much, but I did see it uh, in the theater as well, and that was um when what's his name it was uh, Casey Jones, uh, the guy that plays Arrow. Uh, um Hashtag not my green arrow. Um, <laughs> Stephen Amell. Um he did a good job with Casey Jones and uh the Bebop and Rocksteady, shout out to Seamus. I can't remember which one he was, but um
0: Yeah, yeah I think and at Rocksteady some point here are Seth Rogan and uh Cena. What? Oh man,
1: that was a spoiler alert. I didn't know that. Cool. All right. Yeah. But uh, teenage uh men-
0: Seth Rogan actually he's the one that's like he it's this is his turtles. Like he's the one that like made them all way so but yeah like i said there's a bunch of differences um, one little easter egg i can give you uh, that's kind of fun is there's uh a quick playing of uh ninja rap <laughs> which was awesome you Shout know, out to the
1: the ice
0: <laughs> go ninja go ninja go <laughs>
1: uh, uh, but speaking of the um the the anime just in the trailer, that's what sold me. I was like, man, this looks good. Uh, anime I mean, art wise and how they how they did it. I was yeah, like, oh, man, it looks, oh, cool. Man, th- it like looks it. cool, man. So I said, I'm there for it. But um, I hopefully get to I'm hopefully going to try to go see it tomorrow. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. It's a uh, PG comedy sci-fi is only an hour and 39 minutes uh, after years of two. All right, after years of being sheltered from the human world, the Turtle Brothers set out to win the hearts of New Yorkers and be accepted as normal teenagers. Their new friend April O'Neil helps them take on a mysterious crime syndicate, but they soon get in over their heads when an army of mutants is unleashed upon them. Directed by Jeff Rowe, producers of Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and James Weaver and, yeah, uh, Jackie Chan. And doesn't have the whole list of the, the little turtles. Uh, Nicholas Cantu, a Micaiah Abbey. Uh, well, Micaiah Abbey is Donatello. Shannon Brown Jr. is Michelangelo. Uh, Brandi Noon is Raphael. Um, Nicholas Cantu is Leonardo. A AO. She looks familiar. Uh Abba Darbury is that is that her name? Is she a someone? So. Not that I she's know. <laughs> a, she's a, okay. She's April O'Neil. Maya Rudolph as uh, Cynthia U U I think. Uh, John Cena as Rocksteady. Seth Rogen is Bebop. uh Roseburn as Leatherhead. Natasha something something as Wingnut. Jackie Chan Wingnut. Splinter. Gus. Um the hell's his name in uh, Mr. Stockman. No, what's his name in uh Obi Wan? Gustavo is it
0: Spring?
1: O- no- Ma- o- yeah. Uh yeah, Moff Ma- Gideon, not Obi Wan. Uh Mandalorian. Or was that Boba? F- I don't know. One of those damn shows. Ice Cube is Superfly, Paul Rudd is Mondo Gecko and yeah. Post Malone. Mondo
0: Gecko's awesome.
1: <laughs> Post Malone is Ray Fillet, Ray Flay, Flay or whatever. Him. Derek Wilson is Spider and a bunch of other people but yeah I this has it, got a man. i like a lot of known people a lot of known casts uh awesome i didn't know ice cube or john cena was in it so that's yep. cool but uh i don't know who these little four young uh gentlemen and i believe Raphael is a uh lady um brandy noon i don't know who oh uh, sorry no, it's a, my it's bad a, it's a also, e.
0: no it's yeah the <laughs> because I seen it, like a the thing they've done they did like commercials where it's the four of them um just talking one thing also is funny in the movie you know Jade used to be a huge fan of BTS at one point the turtles try to drop that a little and uh Leo tries to get him going and Michael and Raphael start singing along and Donatello's like like you like you he's like Man, you don't even know the words <laughs>
1: After messages, we'll right all right, everyone, we're back. Just the sound may sound different because got to record it a different way now. But all right, on to the next one that we both saw: Asteroid City. Um, hold on, I need to do some rearranging here so I can. Uh, Type as well as record the show. Um, Sorry, everyone. I don't. My old computer. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put that. uh, Blame it. Blame it on that. We'll see uh, if anything sounds better. But (laughs) whoa! Excuse me. Asteroid City. uh, We both. got out to see it. The new one by Wes Anderson. World-changing events spectacularly disrupt the uh, itinerary of a junior stargazer space cadet convention in an American desert town circa 1955. Again, Wes Anderson and uh, a lot of people, if you watch his films, a lot of uh, the people that have been uh, in previous films in it uh, what does IMDB say? F- following a writer uh, on his world-famous fictional play about a grieving father who travels with his high-tech-obsessed family to a small asteroid city to complete uh, compete in a junior stargazing event, only to have his worldview disrupted forever. All right, this stars Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Academy Award winner Tom Hanks, uh, Jeffrey Wright, Edward Norton, Brian Cranston, Jake Ryan, that's not the Jake Ryan, uh, boys and girls from Sixteen Candles, Grace Edwards, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawk, uh, Hope Davis, Steve Park, uh, Leave Schreiber, um, and some other people. Was um, Tilda Swinton in this? For some reason, I'm thinking she was. Was she? She was. Okay, that's right. That's what I thought. Oh, and Matt Dillon, he was also in this. And let me see who else. That's of uh, Steve Carell. I don't know if I said that. Uh, yeah, Tilda Swinton. Okay, she was she was in it. Uh, Rita Wilson, she was also in it. William Defoe, and a bunch of uh believe Margot Robbie, uh, Barbie. She was even in this, and a bunch of other people. <laughs> so. But uh, Asteroid City, uh, you might as well lead us off. You're the one that's uh, the huge fan of Wes Anderson. What would you think?
0: Yeah, as a huge fan of Wes Anderson, uh, couldn't wait to see this. It was interesting how uh, other theaters like Alamo, Draft Houses, seemed to get this first. Uh, I was sad that I wasn't able to make it to one of those because I know they did some like special things. Like they had... Uh, lunch boxes and menus themed around about it all kinds of other like merchandise and uh sadly none of that here but uh, i was happy to be able to see it in theaters almost right away so uh i was uh glad about that Uh, only a, a handful of people uh for one i guess uh shouldn't be surprised but uh yeah, there's only a handful of other people in the theater. It was interesting because uh, I text you this. I got this vibe where it's like, I don't think people understand a lot of times when I, I see people show up for these Wes Anderson movies. They might see the cast list and and think that they're getting something else other than they get. I just got that vibe from from the crowd. I couldn't help but feel it. Obviously. As a fan of his work myself uh i was really into it i just love all the little details and things uh that he does i think my favorite part about this was the way that um everything kind of looked like it was on a set but at the same time they were able to like make it look like it actually was like a wide distance and 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 really expansive uh Distance around them, especially there's like a, a multiple scenes where there's like a, a, a police chase through town and it like shows like the distance. And I was like, that's, it was like a cool effect for them to do that. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, uh, do love seeing all the actors and I just love, obviously, uh, for the most part, it's usually uh, quirky and out there, the stuff that he does. So it really fits that, um, I think that coming off of, of the French dispatch, that was a very like kind of dense movie, a real thick movie, very heavy. And that was like a shout out to uh, writers and uh, the writing of like uh, the New Yorker style writing is what that was based upon. Uh, it turns out um, this one asteroid city is more a shout out to uh, actors and uh, like plays and stuff like that so it's like a movie about a play kind of it's like a world within a world within a world type thing uh kind of what you're viewing and like brian cranston like is like the narrator like talking about this how this story like came to be like he's like featuring it on a tv show you're watching as a movie so it's layered that way obviously a little confusing when i'm how i'm describing it but that's usually the nature of wes anderson movies uh for me i would say uh, on my wes anderson rankings it's actually probably on the lower side but on my uh Films I've seen this year—it's actually on the higher side. It's—it is one of my favorite things I've seen this year. But as far as like comparing it to other Wes Anderson movies, it's probably on the lower end if I had to rank his movies. There's a few obviously of the top, *Life Aquatic* uh, with the zizu, obviously, <laughs> and uh, you know. Tenenbaums, uh, Moonrise Kingdom, Grand Budapest, uh, right off the top of my head. Those are the high heavy hitters, uh, on the list for me. And then you got Rushmore and Fantastic Mr. Fox and rest. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm just always glad when I get a new, uh, Wes Anderson movie and, uh, didn't, uh, We didn't have to wait as long as we have. Sometimes he waits like uh, four or five years between projects, but um, hasn't been that long since uh, French Dispatch. So uh, Glad to see him uh, working and uh, hopefully uh, keeps it rolling.
1: (laughs) All right. I loved everybody that was in it. Uh, Just getting all these huge stars to be in uh, pretty much every film that he makes the scenery was awesome i did love the uh the lighting the costumes and uh just the whole set of what they were doing and it was uh like it was on a stage it, it was like a, it was a play it was like a stage play and i loved how they did it all the scenery stuff it was it was like all handmade uh sets i have no idea where they filmed this um and it was it was really bright and i loved all the colors that was yeah. in it and I, uh, the cinematography was and the the score uh, of what was going on. I mean and Wes Anderson films isn't for everyone Um, This is yep. probably like my least favorite out of everything that I've seen it is But uh, other than Did loving you everything you e French dispatch
0: its, uh, No, not yet okay. but After after I would be surprised it. if you if that wasn't your lowest rank <laughs> After
1: watching this movie this movie was boring. I was like, ah, oh, come on something happened um, You, I mean the, like, and, Jeff like his Goldberg?
0: the alien
1: No, man, these movies are slow But this one was like really slow and I was just like oh, the dry humor that was in it uh, And I was like, okay, come on something happened I was just more focusing on what was going on uh, in the background and how awesome everything looked and to get all the stars that he gets to be in his films, um, Tom Hanks—he's awesome, no matter what he's doing. Um, but I was just like, "Oh man, this one was this one was tough to get through." I was kind of like, "All right, what's happening?" Um, but yeah, I, I just didn't really care for this one at all. When it was over, I was like, "Oh, thank God." But yeah, I didn't—I didn't care for this one. I mean, as amazing as it looked. I Wanted it to be better because I did watch the trailer and I was like, wow, this looks cool Um, but I just I wasn't feeling this one at all. I haven't seen that French dispatch one yet, but this one I was like uh, <laughs> This is nowhere near the list
0: um, But out of, I don't, out of think, all the
1: ones, I don't
0: like, think you'd like French dispatch then <laughs> Is it dry and slow like this one more <laughs>
1: But Oh, man, I just wasn't feeling this one. Um Not to say and like I said, man, I praised on how they made it But it was just I was like something happened Um, what I really loved is like like I said the cinematography and how they filmed it how When the uh, camera would pan around To uh to the other scenes and on what was going on the transitions of, of Uh, from scene to scene and everything it was just amazing what um they did what wes anderson and his crew did to make this film and i and i loved it so but as far as the story and everything it just was tough to get through but i sat through it will ever watch it again probably not would i ever own it no i don't even think i own any wes anderson movies if anything i want to get the isle of the dog ones i think that was one of my favorite ones but
0: that yeah. is the, the only one that I'm missing on. Uh, well, they haven't made it yet um, on uh, the criterion collection. Well, and French dispatch. So the last two films he's done, Isle of dogs and French dispatch don't have criterions. Otherwise I have all the criterions, uh, bottle rocket, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaum's life, aquatic Tarjeeling limited, fantastic. Mr. Fox, Moonrise kingdom, grand Budapest hotel.
1: I think Moonrise Kingdom is my favorite. I really love that one. And the the hotel, uh, Budapest Hotel, that one was really cool. Rushmore was good uh, the first time. I thought that one was really cool. Uh, Mr. Fox, eh, it was all right. Uh, I wasn't really hesitant. I was hesitant to see Isle of the Dogs, but we went and saw it. And uh, I I loved what was going on. Because Mr. Fox, I was kind of like, eh, all right, that was all right. But... Isle of the dogs. That one was awesome. I loved everything about that one. But this one, it was to me, it was an awesome made film. I just didn't like the story and how it was presented to me. I mean, story wise, it was just no. Not say nobody was bad acting. Everybody was good. Even the little girls that were just kind of sitting around. They had lines every now and then. They were cool, but I don't know. I wasn't feeling this one at all. Uh, not to say see it, but if you're a Wes Anderson film, or a fan. I'm sure you already seen it, but um, for me, I wouldn't go say I was a fan, but I've seen pretty much most of his films. I think I've seen all of them, except for well,
0: this one. Let me, let, me, let me get your quick take, because you, you mentioned most of them, but I was going to say um, you seen Bottle Rocket? That was his first film ever.
1: I saw it a long time ago. I don't remember it.
0: Okay. Uh, Rushmore, you mentioned Royal thought- Time Moms?
1: Yeah, I saw that in the theater.
0: Life Aquatic with the Zisu?
1: Uh, I saw it once it
0: hit cable
1: or whatever. I didn't see it in the theater. Darjeeling Limited? I saw that one on TV. The last one I saw in the theater was the dog one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's. You saw the rest. Fantastic Mr. Fox, Moonrise, Grand Budapest, Isle of Dogs. Oh, and then you haven't seen uh, French Dispatch, but. yeah, it's a tougher watch than uh, than uh, Asteroid City. <laughs> was it that this year as well? No, it was last year. Uh, uh, let me look up when exactly it was. No, um, twenty
1: twenty-one. This
0: time is yeah, two thousand one. Was French yeah. Dispatch?
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, two years ago.
1: Yeah, that was quick. Um, yeah, Isle of the Dogs, twenty eighteen. That was the last one I saw. Uh, in the theater of his.
0: Yeah, so. I mean, obviously nobody's doing any uh, filmmaking now, but supposedly he has uh, a screen. West Anderson has a screenplay. Oh, it's just a short. It says The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar.
1: I believe they're still making films in another part of the world because their union is different than.
0: Uh, yeah. Well,
1: here in America, so
0: right. I heard. Yeah, the UK is still making stuff, from what I heard.
1: So Americans aren't going over there to make films, but so everyone that's yeah. over there making films and everything.
0: If it's part sure, of the whole UK thing,
1: sure. Indie filmmakers are still what they're doing. I don't know. Maybe they're. Maybe they not. Maybe they also halting all their productions and everything, but. Uh, the Zissou loved asteroid city. I, I didn't really care for it. So Yeah, that is that um, What do we have next I don't even, I don't even remember as far as the ones that we saw together. That's why we started uh, right with these Hit us with the your next one
0: uh, How about uh, Mission Impossible dead reckoning. Did you make it out to see that? Nope, not yet. All right, um, this one I uh, I did really enjoy. This one is definitely going to be uh, on the higher side of my list. Uh, it's quite long, though, so if you do go see it, be prepared for that. It's two hours, 43 minutes. It's only part one. Uh, part two is supposedly coming out next year. I guess they filmed it all at once, but I can't be 100% about that now. With the strike stuff, you assume everything's kind of getting pushed. Um, you hear that? I haven't heard that about this. But uh, yeah, give you a little synopsis on this. And the IMF team must track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity. That falls hands with control of the future and the fate of the world at stake. A deadly race around the globe begins, confronted by a mysterious, all-powerful enemy is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than the mission, not even the lives of those he cares about the most. Uh, Tom Cruise is back yet again uh, for Mission Impossible, even though all the way back at Ghost Protocol, which is my favorite of the bunch, uh, Renner was supposed to be taken over in this series. Cruise couldn't give it up, and uh, supposedly Dead Reckoning Part 2 is his last run, but... Uh, that's what he said also about uh, Ghost Protocol. So, uh, who knows with him. But uh, yeah, I thought this one, uh, as a huge action film fan, I got another film here in a minute that uh, I really want to talk about. That, uh, in terms of my action rankings, um, I thought there was a better action scene this year than what I've seen here. But this one, I thought, had the whole package. Where I'll just say it now, in my opinion, uh, this year John Wick had the most amount of action. So you got the quantity, and you know a lot of it was enjoyable. Uh, extraction two had the best scene of the year uh an incredible action scene i'm going to go to extraction too but i thought uh mission possible dead reckoning put the whole thing together it's an awesome story some great action set pieces um it's a lot of fun as long as it is you're like really into it um i thought the story was great and the acting uh, captain carter agent carter uh joins this film Haley atwell Haley Atwell, And then uh, obviously all the returning favorites, uh, Ving Rhames is Luther. Simon Pegg is Benji, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Elsa Fowles, Vanessa Kirby, the white widow. Um, one, one, I had to like, I, I should have went and looked this up. I'm pretty sure uh, this guy, uh, actor, Henry Kazerny Kittridge. I'm pretty sure Kittredge. Yeah, he was Kittredge goes all the way back to the 19- 1996 the first tom cruise mission impossible and he's in this one so i felt that was like kind of a cool world building thing uh for this um mantis palm clint he she's in this uh shay wiggums is in this uh, but yeah uh another thing i can't remember if i text you this or not but um Going back to fast and furious 10, another action film released this year, there's a scene in that movie where they're in Italy and they're going down these stairs and in fast 10, it looked like such an effect. You could see like, it was like, the effects don't look that good on that. And you can tell it's just effect in mission impossible. They do a steps thing in Italy also. And I don't know if they really did it, but it it looks so much better. Like it looks like they actually maybe did drive down some of these steps in Italy. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I know that's kind of the the whole shtick with Cruz and this franchise is trying to do everything as real as he can. But one thing that's not a surprise is the big moment of the film that they kept showing in every trailer and every commercial where he goes off the, the mountain, does the free fall off the bike. Um yeah, i mean obviously and it's awesome on the big screen i'm sure it's even better in imax but uh yeah there was also um, as far as like my video game fandom there was a couple of things that i really liked uh if you're familiar with the metal gear solid series specifically metal gear solid 2 sons of liberty i felt a big connection in the story uh that was going on here and interestingly enough considering one of the things that Hollywood's fighting for we just mentioned a minute ago is the battle against AI and There's a little bit of that element here and it's crazy because uh, I feel like uh, Hideo Kojima uh, Mastermind of the Metal Gear Solid franchise and uh, now onto his his own studio and the Death Stranding series but uh, I feel like all the way back whenever uh, that came out, I think it was like 2001 when uh sons of liberty came out like he was talking about this like ai world back then and like now you go all the way here and like you know they talk about it in real life they're talking about here in this mission of possible and i was like that's crazy like uh Kojima definitely saw it coming i mean lots of people you know saw it coming but i th- i got a lot of vibe of that uh elements of sons of liberty and then obviously there's another thing everybody's talking about there's um a train action scene in this movie that feels a lot like something straight out of the Uncharted video game series, which I'm a really big fan of. So, it was interesting after because that that more people were talking about uh, Uncharted than they were. I haven't heard anybody actually, except for myself, talking about the Sons of Liberty connection. But uh, I heard a lot of people mention the uh, Uncharted connection, and it was interesting. Like it even got to the director, and he said like, "Oh no, like." That wasn't, you know, my intention at all. He wasn't familiar with the video game at all, so you know, it's just a, a train action scene. But uh, like I said, this one I feel like put it all together, and uh, I feel like this is headed towards a really high spot on my uh, end of year list. Uh, really impressed this one. My favorite uh, Mission Impossible since Ghost Protocol, and I know there seemed to be a lot of. People uh, were hyped on the last one fallout. I thought fallout was all right, but uh, it seemed like that one got like So much hype. I see so many people talking about fallout. I thought it was all right, but I really liked uh, Dead reckoning part one and I hope part two lives up to this one
1: All right, I didn't see it yet, everyone so I, I have no idea but um, I want to see it I've seen all the all the other ones. I'm hopefully gonna get out and see it before it's
0: uh, pulled out yeah might be gone soon it's already been uh over a, well, about a month came out july 12th so um yeah i didn't mention too I, I did mention mantis is in it mantis is pretty awesome cool to see her um so it's funny yeah you got the mcu uh captain carter agent carter and uh, mantis
1: <laughs> all right well i'll go see it and let you guys know what i think i loved all the other ones So I'm pretty sure I love part one. But, all right. Moving on, we got a long list of movies. I don't even think we're halfway yet. But anyway, um, this is an older film. It came out in 2020, but I just saw it because I just watched uh, back-to-back. I watched the second one that came out this year. But the first one, Becky, came out in 2020. Spunky and Rebellious. Becky tries to reconnect with her father during a weekend getaway. At a lakefront house, but the trip soon takes a turn and the worst when convicts on the run led by the merciless Dominic suddenly invade the home Directed by Carrie Mum- Mumman, I think that's it, say uh, the name um, And this stars Lulu Wilson Kevin James Robert Mallet, John McHale Amanda Burgle and Isaiah Rockcliffe and uh Mike Dara, and I think there was other people in it as well, but those were pretty much the main, the main ones that were in it. But Becky, uh, I thought this movie was awesome. Uh, I did remember when uh, some of my other friends uh, saw it and said, you didn't see it yet? I said, no, I didn't. But uh, I finally sat down and watched it because there was the second one that came out that I had no idea um uh Lula wilson i like her in just about everything she's done but uh kevin james he was the leader of this gang that broke out of out of prison and there was some kind of key that they wanted in the basement that was in uh the house uh joe McHale's. he was the dad and they, they had no idea it was there we kind of they don't even really explain what it was for but they wanted this uh kevin james you guys know him he's a, he's a comedian uh king of queens and uh mall cop paul blart and all that type of stuff so this was a a role that i was kind of wait but so he was an escaped convict but he was like some uh aryan brotherhood nazi guy he had big old swastika on his i think it was on his neck or his head i can't remember uh nazis are bad boys and girls but anyway um so they were they kind of broke got into this house they kind of just came. Uh, Kevin James came knocking on the doors, talking about, "Yeah, hey, um, the this that," uh, got his way into the house. Next thing you know, they they took over the house, and uh, they had hostage uh, the the mom, the dad, uh, the the dad, the stepmom, and the stepbrother uh, were uh, hostages. Um, Becky, uh, Lulu Wilson, her mom passed away, so she was dealing with that, and uh, her dad kind of came out and said, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna marry Kayla." And lulu just flipped out or becky just flipped out. I ah, can't do this to mom and then she kind of stormed out of the house and Ran off to her little uh, her little tree house in the woods But while she was over there, that's when kevin james Dominic, came to the house and all hell broke loose so the rest of the film was her trying to uh, Help her family escape and you guys know me about blood and guts and all that There was plenty in this movie and it was awesome uh, If I would have saw this back in 2020 it would have made my list Because this movie was hella good. But yeah, all hell broke loose. If you guys haven't seen it, I'll put it for you. But it was amazing all the way to the end uh, of the film. Uh, Flashing forward to 2023, The Wrath of Becky. Two years after she escaped the violent attack on her family, 16-year-old Becky uh, admits to rebuild her life in in care of an older woman, a kindred spirit named Elena. However, when a violent group known as uh, the noblemen break into their home, attack attack them, and their beloved dog, Becky, must return to her old ways to protect herself and her, her loved ones. Yeah, this one stars uh, Lulu Wilson again, and then Stifler, Stiffmeister, uh, Sean William Scott, and uh, Jill Larson, Denise, uh, Bruce, Michael Ciro, I think that's how you say his name, Aaron Dallavilla, uh Malachi, Courtney Gaines, uh, Matt Angel, uh, the dog Diego, was Pac Williams, uh, Allison Commit, and some other people. But all right, this one, uh, Becky's much older, says two years later she is living with uh, this other older woman and uh, she's just trying to just get her life together. And then here comes uh, more little uh, white supremacist dudes, Sean William Scott, he's only stiff, stiffler in my eyes, no matter what he does. He plays this guy named Daryl, and they all show up, and all hell breaks loose uh, in this house. And Becky's got to go back into action to um, save, keep herself alive, as well as uh, her friend that she was living with. And man, um, it wasn't as brutal. Yeah, blood and guts and all that in this and lots of violence uh, which I loved uh, right now this would be a Honorable mention right now, but then I I still gotta wait to see what what else we got this year, but I loved uh, I loved the first one more than I loved this one Um, like I said, I would have put becky would have definitely been on band best of of 2020 This one I liked it, but I didn't I didn't like it as much as the first one So, But it was cool to see the continuation uh, of this character. And like I said, in the first one, they had that key that they really didn't explain. And then it pops up in this again. And at the end as well, and there's going to be a third one. I don't know when that one's coming out. But uh, I'm like, ah, okay. So I I like what they're doing. It was more of, yeah, these guys came and they tried to take over this house. And uh, she had to spring into action to, uh, to kill them all. So, but yeah, this this movie was pretty good. It wasn't as raw as, as the first one, but uh, I did enjoy it. Uh, it's only eighty three minutes. It's not it's not it was it's not that long. It, it kind of flew by, uh, pretty quick. So, but um, Wrath of Becky, I had to rent that one. Um, I think Becky was on one of the other streaming channels. I can't remember which one. But uh, like I said, I like the first one better. It's uh, it was a it was a thriller action. I don't know why people are putting it in the horror Category it was no horror with the first one or this one horrific stuff in it. Yes, but not your typical uh horror film, but anyway, uh, the first one amazing second one It's worth watching if you want to see the continuation of, of the further adventures of becky Uh, definitely check it out. So but yeah, becky and wrath of becky. They both get thumbs up for me uh, I I I love this type of crazy, bloody, gory, violent films. So, but
0: yeah. All right. What else you got? All right. I guess it only makes sense to uh, follow up a film I mentioned uh, previously when I was talking about uh, Mission Impossible, uh, Dead Reckoning. I mentioned uh, another big action film this year, Netflix's Extraction 2, following up the film that made both of our top 10 lists in 2020, uh, 2020's extraction. Uh, Both of us had that in our end of your top top 10 list. I remember that was the only one we both shared that year. So it's something I always kind of remember about the film, but uh, this one's described after barely surviving his grievous wounds from his mission in Bangladesh, Tyler Rake is back and his team is ready to take on their next mission. I was really looking forward to this one. Interestingly, this dropped right around the time that Netflix did its whole uh, no more password sharing thing. And after uh, over 10 years of uh, getting hooked hookup from uh, Breeze and Chris, uh, I was no longer uh, able to log in with that. And uh, I did let uh, Netflix go for a couple weeks there until Moms was like, uh oh, you know, miss Netflix, so... They got me, they got us and I was like, ah, dang it. So back with Netflix and it is quite pricey. I think it's like $14.99 a month or something. So, no. Yeah. Uh, not too excited about that, but I was excited to uh, get into extraction 2 finally. Um, yeah, it did. I guess let me see if I can find out what date it actually did drop here. Uh, June 16th. So, yeah, it has been a, been up on uh, Netflix for a while. But um, yeah, I obviously I had high hopes for this one. And uh, I, like I mentioned a minute ago in the uh, Mission Impossible review, I was actually blown away by this one that um, it far and away has had the action scene of the year. I find it hard to imagine that there's any film left coming out this year that will be be able to top the action I scene that is in this what i didn't see it what? again what okay well I, I won't completely get into it but what i will say is what makes the scene so good is it appears they there's probably some trickery use actually i'm almost positive there's trick trickery used, but they make it look like the effect of one like extended non cutting shot from the point of, like I said, I won't, I'll try not to spoil it, but I just wanted to a little bit about the maneuverment of it, of like the beginning of an extraction all through an area, then out of an area and like multiple things are going on. Multiple people, multiple fights. So many people, vehicles, explosions, trains, helicopters, everything you could think of and it, like I said, they make it look like it's all, it was all one non-cutting shot. It looks so cool. Uh, like I said before, I feel like John wick had the most action of any film this year. I thought that mission impossible had the best overall story and action, the total package, but I feel like extra here had the best action scene of the year and i don't see anybody topping it. it's was so damn good it probably earns a spot on my end of year list just for that like might not be at the top of the list but this is a such a good scene i i watched the film and then uh, i think i watched the scene again and at another point and then when Jade came to visit I showed it to her I just wanted to show her the scene uh she couldn't remember if she hadn't seen the first one but I had to show her that scene just cuz it was so good so yeah um but as far as the rest of the film I thought it yeah it's 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 worthy um it's hard to say if I would rate it higher than the first one I did really love the first one um The scene obviously tops like anything in the first one. Uh, overall the story's uh, pretty good. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I was, I was, uh, glad I finally got to see it. And yeah, I couldn't praise this scene more than I am right now. This is like probably the best action scene in years. It's that good. I was super impressed. I loved it.
1: All right. I'm gonna, I need to sit down and watch it. Um, Extraction 2, Chris Hemsworth. Gold something, I can't even pronounce. i not even going to try with these names, everyone. <laughs> but yeah, no. Thor, he's in it. <laughs> Back from the Brink of Death, Commando Tyler Rake embarks on a dangerous mission to save a ruthless gangster's imprisoned family. All right, directed by Sam Hargrave. Yeah, producers uh, Thor, Chris Hemsworth. The first one was awesome. I loved it. I wasn't expecting, yep, much a Netflix film. And when we watched it, I was like, "Damn, that was hella good." It like like Jitsu said, it made both of our lists. Both of our uh, lists. of that. Yep. So, that's how awesome. Only movie one was
0: only film in twenty twenty that made both of our lists. So I, I'll, I'll always remember for that.
1: If <laughs> You got Netflix, and you haven't seen the first one. Definitely watch that one. Before you watch it, I did watch the beginning of this because I wanted to see because I remember when we did a review of the first one Where we, we were unsure. I mean, I was kind of like well He could still be alive or or maybe he just died right there on the bridge spoiler alert. We haven't seen it
0: Well, but I, I mean to- obviously they made another one. It's like and he's on the box the poster. So it's like Yes, he made it out of the first one. There's just no way well, we around it Obviously. Well, we didn't know <laughs> We Didn't know back then. We didn't even know. This movie no, no, one. no Yeah, cuz they they did leave it. They made it look like uh, Who knows if he made it but um, Yeah, let's see um, I want to Tell everybody just so uh, They're kind of aware like uh, you'll know when you see it But just so you are aware it's 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 not too far in the film it is. I would say I'm go. I'm scrubbing through it right now. I'm rewinding it from just when uh, watching, uh, having Jade come and watch it. It is about right after like the 20 minute mark. Around 22, 23 minutes into the movie is when you're getting this incredible scene. All
1: right. I'm, I'm. I'm still gonna watch it. I gotta wait till everyone goes to bed before I sit down. Watch something like that, but extraction Two, Yeah. Um, my fingers are crossed. That it'll make, uh, My list, but like I said, man, there's my wrist. My list is pretty much full already, but uh, I just Got to wait to the end of the year. Things got bumped out already.
0: I mean, if anything people- You'll give it a shout out for that scene. There's no way you won't love the scene. The scene is top-notch top-notch all one right. of the best action scenes I, I i put it on a top and I, it's one of the most impressive action scenes i've seen so i loved it
1: all right i'll check it out all right everyone on to the next one this is one that came out also in june like like we said everyone our movies we we had, we had these pile up uh this was a new one i don't think it's in the theater anymore i think it's Streaming, uh, or you can rent it. I don't know, but this is No Hard Feelings uh, comedy, hour and 53 minutes, um, directed by Gene Stupinski. I think that's it. Say uh, this stars Jennifer Lawrence, Andrew. The heck was his name? Um, they don't have everyone's. Full names right here on Google. Okay, Andrew Barth Fieldman, Laura Benelli, Natalie Morales, Matthew Broderick, uh, Evan Moss, Barack, I think that's how you say his name, Hassan Minhaji, I don't know how to say his last name, but anyway, no hard feelings. This was, I didn't even really, I didn't, Jennifer Lawrence, she's hit and miss with me, but the trailer sold it to me. On the brink of losing a childhood home, a desperate woman agrees to date a wealthy couple's uh, introverted and awkward 19-year-old son. However, he proves to be more of a challenge than she expected, and time is running out before she loses it all. All right, Jennifer Lawrence, she is a just living, I don't know, they're somewhere on the East Coast. I can't remember exactly where. She is just trying to do her thing. A uh, bunch of relationships that really didn't go anywhere, but she's trying to just get money because she's getting ready to lose her house. So what she did is she kinda came across this ad about, yeah, these this this family wanted um Matthew Broderick is the dad and Laura Benton Bentony is is uh, his wife, Allison. Uh, their son Percy Uh, He just kind of hangs out in his room and and does his thing. He works, but he just, he works like at a um, animal shelter place. He does his thing and they kind of, they get her and they say, look, um, we want you to kind of just date our son, uh, get him out of his shell, give him some if you give him some. Uh, And she's kind of like Okay, cuz I I can't remember they were gonna pay her some crazy amount of money. So she was like, "Uh, all right, so but it was one of those ones where she uh, Couldn't tell her son or couldn't tell their son Percy what was going on. It was kind of like she just stumbled into um, uh, The place he worked uh, Dressed all sexy. She's a beautiful young woman Jennifer Lawrence uh, so she's all just all sexed up and everything and and just trying to get his attention he he notices but um he's just kind of oh, um uh and all this so she's just slowly trying to get into his life uh and eventually she does uh get into his life and um she's kind of throwing herself at him, like come on Aaron, i'll give you some and he's like uh, he always comes up with some excuse on uh not doing anything with her but uh, the movie it's funny. It's 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 the raunchy comedy, uh type of thing Uh, the part that made me laugh the most is when they went to some party Uh, that uh, his classmates were at and she she looks she's younger than me jennifer lawrence But when she was around all these teenagers, they're like, oh man, she's like the old player in the club, but um The movie was funny. Will it make my list? No, probably not but I I really did enjoy this film um, if you like these type of, uh, little raunchy love story comedies, I mean, definitely check it out. Or if you're just a Jennifer Lawrence fan, I, there was some nude scenes of her, but some people were saying it was her and some people are saying it wasn't her. It was a body double. I don't know. Um, I couldn't tell <laughs> it looked like her because she turned around and, and yeah, but I don't know, man, you know what they can do with, um, movie magic and everything so i i don't know i don't know everyone but i mean that was just a part of one of the scenes in the film but uh, i liked what was going on in this film i saw this that night it came out and it was packed in there uh, a lot of uh teenagers and everything and i was like oh man i that, i just i didn't realize like oh man this is opening night and it was just full of people and everybody on their phones and I was like, ah But once the movie start everybody was quiet. Everybody was laughing and no phone rang No one got to make texts, or and I didn't see any screens that were Bright I hate that the most when I'm sitting I sit in the back and Usually sometimes people that don't dim their screen and I'm like Ugh. But now it was pretty good man. Everybody was uh uh, come cool and collective while they were watching this film, but yeah, I I enjoyed the film uh, I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere or if you can rent it but uh, like if I'm selling it to you awesome. but then if you guys are just uh, Jennifer Lawrence fans whoever this kid was um, Andrew Barth Feldman he he was cool. I like uh, The thing that bugged me most with uh, Matthew Broderick his hair style. That he had in it, he was it was all gray and it was kind of like a a mullet. It it just it was totally fake, but it it just bugged me (laughs) every time he was on the screen. I just like come on man, Ferris, you're better than that. And and it's weird though. I know I'm old and Ferris is older than me. He's only Ferris Bueller in my eyes, everyone. But I love Matthew Broderick. Uh, I just sit there and go, man, fuck, man. I remember watching them when I was a teenager. Now I'm old grandpa and still seeing them on the screen. But really? <laughs> no, no hard feelings. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Maybe some people won't. But um, rent it or when it comes out, uh, uh, stream it somewhere. Um, will I buy this? If it's like super cheap, under 10 bucks, maybe I would get it to put it uh, in my collection. But again, I'll watch this again. Once it hits uh, the streaming services, I'll definitely watch this movie because I, I, I did joy enjoy it I did laugh a lot through the whole thing. And like I said, Jennifer Lawrence is hit and miss uh, With me on her films, but um, I really enjoyed this one. The trailer sold it to me I'm not a dirty old man that j- likes Jennifer Lawrence But like I said, she I mean, I think her from what I understand. I don't know the woman they say there's sometimes some projects she does that people she's acts like she's all that. So I I don't know. Either way, I liked her in the X-Men movies. I thought she was cool as Mystique. Um no hard feelings. Uh check it out if you guys choose to. But um all right everyone, we're going to we're going to cut it here. We still got another seven movies to go. But, uh, <laughs> We didn't want a 10-hour pod, so <laughs> we're, we're going to chop this episode. Come back for uh two ninety-two for <laughs> the rest of the films and everything because uh, we got stuff going on in our lives. But we will be back really soon with another one. So, But we gave you enough movies to enjoy it. But we're, before we end the film, I'm going to bring this on you. Do uh, you got any recommendations before we get out of here?
0: Uh, I guess off the top of my head, let's make it easy and go to what we were just talking about and, uh, check out those extraction films on Netflix. Uh, if you still have that access to Netflix, it looks like their little scheme worked. Everybody thought they were going to lose a bunch of subscription, but instead they got a whole bunch out of it, including me. So <laughs> yeah, check out extraction. All
1: right. Um, there's an old one. I can't remember when it came out. I was uh, watching Wizard of Oz with my uh, grandsons, and uh, before uh, I clicked on it, this popped up. uh, This is is on Max. Check out 1996 film, Twister. I love that film. Uh, Bill Paxton, the late and great Bill Paxton, rest in peace, and Academy Award winner uh, Helen Hunt and a bunch of other, uh, I think there was another Academy Award winner in it, um... He was a bad guy in Mission Impossible 3. He passed away years back. Um, what the heck's his name? You guys, I'm sure somebody's yelling it. Do you remember the bad guy? Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, he was oh, in this. Yeah, yeah He was a, he was a favorite character. And, uh, and the beautiful Jamie Gertz as well. Directed by uh, Jan D. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that name. But yeah, check out Twister, uh, everyone. But Alright, just, we'll just leave you with the recommendations of the movies. Uh, Extraction, Extraction yeah. 2 and Twister. I still gotta watch Extraction 2, everyone, so uh, maybe not the next episode, the ep- episode after. I'll let you guys know what I thought about it. But the movies we did run yeah, down to. Too. Transformers, The Rise of the Beast, Indiana Jones, and The Dial of Destiny, No Feelings, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Part one extraction to Becky the wrath of Becky and Asteroid City so
0: and Mutant Turtles uh, oh, mutant mayhem.
1: Turtles and uh, Little Friday the 13th. old the OG version, yeah. but we'll be back Really soon everyone go down below to all the show notes and check out uh, everything we got there Go to YouTube watch the videos. We got there like us on Facebook. Go over to Spotify for podcasters and listen to our other feed there go over to t public pick up a t-shirt please uh follow us on x it's not twitter anymore uh at east society pod at magnez pod at theo Zisu instagram we got a new instagram page everyone uh, if you guys listen to our big brother episodes i did kind of go into a little thing on that one uh but it is east society pod just look uh, look it up Excuse me on um on Instagram and uh, at Bazisu at MacNess Pod. Follow us on TikTok E Society Pod, and shout out to Mix Beat Productions for our intro and outro music. Uh, go to www.mixlawproduction.com and have at it with all the music that he's got over there. Um, I'm definitely going to reach out to that guy for all these years that he. Yeah, please do. To- <laughs> we we, we got to get him on the show, even if it's just for a few minutes. Uh, we 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 got to show him some love. Uh, he showed us love since 2016, and it is 2023. So, but all right, everyone, that is it. This episode. Come back for more, really, really soon, and we'll see you next time. So until
0: then, party on. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Till next time. Have fun. Be safe, and we'll see you next time. e society.